Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is the Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in your life, specifically by talking with you, coaching you in your money, in your work, and in your relationships. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225, 888-825-5225. I'm Ken Coleman, and I'm with the lovely, the talented, the enthusiastic, the unstoppable, the incomparable. She's still waving me on here. Jade Warshaw, and we are here for you. Jade, you ready to go? Let's go. I must tell you, for the YouTube audience, you're going to have to uh, make sure you really check out the fit today. She is, look at that. She's going to stand up. She's rocking the Air Jordan. Is that uh, actually suede? Okay. Is it suede? It's, it's uh, the suede sweatsuit. That's what I like to say. Call it suede, yeah. Suede sweatsuit. I am just rocking the brawny shirt uh, because I couldn't find anything else in the closet. <laughs> But we are here for you. That's your choice, Ken. No That's your personal choice. No matter what we're wearing, we are here for you. David is up in Springfield, Massachusetts. David, how can we help? Hi, thanks for taking my call. You bet. What's up? All righty. So I am a mattress salesman. I'm currently driving an hour to work every day and back. Um, I have zero debt. My total cost of living is $700 a month. That includes $520 for gas. Now, I was wondering if I should... Um, move out towards there because I currently am not paying rent. So that could jack up my cost of living, but it could take a lot of stress off of myself. Or I can move within the company to a location closer to where I live, like within five to 10 minutes. There's no guarantee I'd stay at one store though, and it could possibly lower my income. So I was just wondering what I should do. Okay, so no to lowering the income. So that's not an option because you have too many other options in this economy right now to where there's just no viable reason for you to lower your income. Right. So making the move closer to the current role to me is the best option you've given me. I'll give you another option in a minute. Let me tell you why. Yes, you're going to have to pay rent, but you know what? That's called adulting. It's time, you know, to do that anyway. Number two, you're going to save money on the gas but you're also going to take less wear and tear or put less wear and tear on the car too. Mm-hmm. So I think if I look at less wear and tear, Jade, and I look at less gas money and I look at less stress, those are three viable reasons to move closer to the current job. Now, the third option is, all right, let me look at uh, a better job. If you want to be a mattress sales and that's put, setting you up for a better position within that company, then I think you go option two, which is moving closer. But I, I look at a third option, which is, can I make more money? Can I get on a, a better ladder and 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 remove the drive uh, as well? That would be my favorite option. But I'm curious, what is that professional future? What are you thinking about? Um, I mean, <clears throat> I didn't really have a direction until I got into sales. So I do personally love sales, working with people and everything. So Great. I definitely would like to keep it in there. Um Going to school and becoming an electrician was also an option, just being being in the trades. Right. Um, Love that. I just don't. I currently, I just don't know if I want to if I want to take out student loans or just no. save up for nope. that. Nope. How, nope. How nope. old nope. are you? Eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. All right. So because you don't, and by 19, the way, sorry. it's very normal to be eighteen and not know what you want to do with your life. Okay. So I say we go to moving closer to the current sales job. That's going to change your life. We laid out all the positives to that. All right. Now you begin to think, do I really want to make the move and go to trade school and be an electrician? Do I want to go into plumbing? Do I want to do something else? And I'm going to give you my get clear career assessment as my gift. 
an early Christmas gift for you and the book from Paycheck to Purpose. Think of the assessment as a compass and the book as the guide to climb the mountain that you choose. Because I, at 18, you have plenty of time to experiment and check this out and get some awareness of who you are and what you want to do, why you want to do it, and where you can do it. That's the next step. So stability is key. Jade, you cannot make big life decisions when you're stressed out. Facts. And you know, you're driving two hours in the car and you're frustrated. Yeah. You need some life stability, some that will lead to life clarity. I'm gonna play against you on one of these though. Of course you are. Um here it comes. So here's the one thing that I would also think through. I think what Ken said was great. Um and really, really good advice. But there was one thought of it that I thought, okay, well, if you do Ken's assessment mm-hmm. and you start getting clarity around something that you would like to do that requires some form of investment on some form of education, I'm not saying it's college, but maybe it's you know something that's going to cost you to get the training that you need. There could be a piece of this where it's good for you to stay where you're at temporarily um, in order to save money because your cost of living is so very low that might be the margin that you need yeah, to save up. I don't mind up. that at all. I don't disagree. So I, uh, my point here but is- I don't want him to go backwards financially, so no. at least he gets a better paying job locally. That's right. That's right. The point is, uh, it's not urgent for you to be like, I've got to make this choice instantly. That's I right. want you to do Ken's thing first, and then that's going to inform what your, what your choice yeah. is next. That's right. Makes sense, David? Yeah, absolutely. And one last thing, I think I was a little unclear on the income, so- it is a flat rate uh, or commission, so it, it's a possibility of lowering my income. However, that's not a definite. So, like, I could be making even more money by moving closer. Um, well, that, I didn't know that was an option. Off of my, that's off my, my favorite option. Yeah, so I wasn't clear about that. I'm sorry. Yeah, so here's what Jade and I are saying. We're in a complete agreement. Yeah. I just want you to be stable. I want you to make that work rhythm. Here, here's what I know. I'm getting ready to post right now on the commercial break. I'm going to Instagram. I was working on this. And I'm reading all this well-being at work stuff. Let me yeah. tell you something. If you're sick of your job, I can promise you you're sick because of your job. Ooh-wee. I'm getting ready to post that. And okay. so when when a young man like this is, and anybody, is driving all that hours and you're yeah. sick, you get sick, literally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mentally, emotionally, mm-hmm. and then that leads to the physical yeah. lack of wellness. So uh, my advice, David, was I want you to be well so that we can make the right choice. But if you can stay local, meaning we switch jobs and we don't go backwards financially, I agree with Jade. That is the best choice for all of the reasons. The car wear and tear, the gas money, uh, the rent. Hey, you're saving money on rent right now. I love that move. Uh, And, oh, by the way, I get to stabilize my life. That's right. And then I decide is it welding? Is it electrician or whatever you, you know, and I know you mentioned electrician work, but can I give you a quick piece of advice on the electrician piece? I want to challenge you in the next two weeks to go to coffee or lunch or a cocktail with an electrician or two. And I want you to just go, Hey, I'm thinking about kicking the tires on this deal and going into this before I do tell me what you love, what you, what you hate, the good, the bad. How did you start? When did you launch your own business? I would love for you to get that advice from an electrician. I, Jade, I can't say that enough for Don't young people. Don't you have to be 21 to have a cocktail, Ken? Oh, I forgot. Look at you catching me on all the particulars. <laughs> well, I'm just playing. You, you got me on that one. I'm not promoting <laughs> underage drinking at all. I forgot that he was 18. No cocktails, David. 
All right? Get yourself an O'Doul's. Do they still sell that trash? Azima. Oh, that's cocktail, I think. Is it? It's got alcohol. Near beer. Yeah, just because you put the Jolly Rancher in, it doesn't take the alcohol away. We have lost... We have lost the train. Let's get it back on the tracks. Hang on the line, David. We've got the Get Clear assessment and from Paycheck to Purpose. But you've got some great options, my friend. Thanks for the call. Don't move. More Ramsey Show coming up. Fake it till you make it. It's popular career advice, but it doesn't work for very long. If you don't love what you do, you can't fake the enthusiasm and energy you need to win at work. You also can't fake your physical health and energy. Everybody knows we should eat more fruits and veggies, but... Fruit chews and veggie tips don't count. If you aren't winning physically, I promise you're limiting your opportunities to win professionally. Folks, I know you're going hard right now to pay off debt and get ahead professionally. You need another gear, and that's why Balance of Nature will help you. They help me. They give me the benefits of fresh, whole fruits and veggies in just seconds. The blend of 31 different fruits and veggies is powdered in an advanced process that locks in the nutrients. So go to balanceofnature.com and enter the promo code RAMSEY to get 35% off your first order and lock in a lifetime price as a preferred customer. That's balanceofnature.com with the promo code RAMSEY for 35% off your first order. Welcome back to the Ramsey Show, where we help you win in your money life, your work life, and your relationship life. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Jade is uh, one of our money experts uh, here on the Ramsey Show, and uh, I am the work. Uh, I don't even like ever using the word expert, but I help people win at work. How about that? Mm-hmm. If you're winning at your work life, here's what I know. You have a better chance of winning in the rest of your life. So wherever you at on the journey, maybe you're not happy at work. You want to make some more money. You want to launch a side hustle, get out of debt. I want to help you make more money while we're in the baby steps. How about that? And so to the extent that we could take any of those calls, I'm here for that. that. Jade is ready to go for you as well. We continue with Preston in Columbus, Ohio. Preston, how can we help? Hey, how's it going? Um, I work a job where I have to move every three-ish years, and I rent currently, and I didn't know if I should continue renting or when I move next, I should look to buy a home. So I've heard that you shouldn't buy a home unless you're planning on living on it for at least like five years. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know if I should just continue renting for the rest of my career or should I try to buy a home. So how much longer do you plan to be on in the military? Um, I'm doing the whole 20, so this is the whole I've thing. still got 18 more years. Okay. Is it just you, or are you married? Do you have kids? I'm married with one kid and one kid on the way. Okay, cool. Um, you know, I think you need to take it on a case-by-case basis. So far, you've made it this long without buying, correct? You're currently renting? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm currently renting. I think there's something important about, you know, not stacking up a bunch of real estate in different states and cities. Um Two years is kind of where you want to be as far as like not having to take on um, capital gains and things like that. So I think if you can take it on a case by case basis, because at at some point purchasing real estate is going to be a big part of your wealth building. But I don't think that you're there yet. I think right now that you you can continue to rent. And as you've been in the military longer, if you end up being stationed somewhere longer and it seems like this is going to be at least four or five years, it could be worth it to get into real estate buy a home. And then if you know you're moving somewhere and it's going to be a short-term thing, whatever that profit you have, just pocket it, put it in a high yield and let it grow, whatever baby step you're on, that sort of thing um, until you can buy again long-term. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, currently we, we save, so we have our rent, obviously, but then we also save, uh, we have a brokerage that we call our house fund uh-huh. that we put money into. I'm Since fine with we that. We kind of figured we we wouldn't be buying a home for a very what we assumed was a very long time. Uh-huh. We figured we just invest it into a brokerage, and then when I whenever we can buy a home, we have this nice pot of money to What's pull that from. What's very long time? What's that number in your head? Well, we'd like to build a home eventually, and that's probably when I retire. So, like, eighteen years from now. Okay, I I love Jade's advice, and we get a lot of these calls from folks in the military, and a lot of the advice you get is, you know what, you guys can, everywhere you go, buy a house, and now you're building a real yeah, estate I've, portfolio. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I've heard Terrible. it. Terrible. We really want you to avoid that temptation. And and, and, and Jake okay. can explain why, but I would just say this. You think about 18 years from now, you think about that home fund that they're investing in, yeah. that is going to be a sweet down payment on Pro- the maybe house you want to build. Cash. Maybe cash. And so I love the idea of you guys renting or take advantage of military housing mm-hmm. and just stack mm-hmm. cash to build the home of your dreams. I think that'll keep you going. If you keep your mind on, and I'm just playing a little mindset thing here and I'll get yeah. back to Jake, but my mindset would be how sweet of a home could we build or mm-hmm. how could we pay off, you know, I mean, pay cash for this house we want to build. And it's just 18 years. Let me tell you something, my friend, I'm old enough to remember going, oh, 18 years is a long time. And I could sit here today and tell you 18 years goes by fast. Man, what baby step are you on? Um, currently, we have no debt except for uh, student loans. Okay. So as much as I love the picture that you're painting, and I love the idea that you're thinking ahead and putting money away in a brokerage, um, I'd like to get you a little bit more focused so that we can get to this beautiful reality that Ken has painted and even the reality that you're saying of, hey, in 18 years, this is when we're going to do our dream home. So let's pedal back just for a second and make sure that we're going about all of this in the most efficient way possible. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. So how familiar with you are, how familiar are you with our baby steps? I, I know. Yeah. I've, I've listened to Dave for a while. Okay. So then you're well aware that first we want to get a thousand dollars saved. Do you have that? Yeah. Yep. Okay. We've got so we've got uh, emergency fund that's a little over twenty thousand. Okay. Um, sitting in a savings account. Great. Um, and how much student loans? And uh, I have about five left, and then my wife has about ten. Okay. So if you're following the plan, then you know that the first things first is we keep a thousand dollars and we take any extra money and we throw it at our debt, right? Yeah. I think the only reason we didn't do uh do that is um we both have the military paying our uh student loans, so we get payments alongside our payments. What does that look like long term? Um they'll pay it off completely? Like the, 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 yeah, completely off completely. I um like my loan I so I just got out of school here recently. Um, my loan was originally ten thousand. The army's already paid five of it off in the last like three years while I was in school. They were paying on it. If you if was, you pay them off early, will they reimburse you? No. Are they you making? Pay, they, so they don't pay me. They pay the the loan provider directly. So okay. If there's no need for them to pay the loan direct or loan provider, they won't pay them. Interesting. Interesting. 
All right, I'm going to let that which slide because I know that that's going to go. Yeah, which is why we didn't tackle them aggressively as we did when we got out of like consumer debt. So you're not on the hook for any of this whatsoever. I mean, we make payments alongside them, so we're making payments. But I've I've done the the math. Uh, what I'm trying to understand. What I'm trying to understand here is. Is it worth it for you to, because if you're paying payments now, if, 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 if their promise to you is, hey, we're going to repay all of this, I'm not really sure why you're making payments now. So well, part to, of you, to pay, go ahead. They don't, so they pay alongside side us. So we pay, they, they pay, but we have to be in good standing. So the loan provider says, hey, this is your monthly, you know, due, and mm-hmm. we pay that. And what's and your monthly due? Um, I think my wife's owes like two, like 10 a month. And then I pay like 70 online. Okay. So she pays two ten, and you pay 70 and then they match your payment. Um, they match. Yeah. They match your payment based off. It's weird. They have like a weird item, but they pay about, uh, 1500 a year. Okay. So I would just love for you to get clarity on that because I would hate for you to kick this around for five and six years a piece. I would love to find out mm-hmm. and get clarity and be like, hey, I, I I want my cut of this, but I also don't want to be paying payments for the next 10 years. Is there any way that I can pay up and get my part of this done? And then you guys pay your portion of it. So do a little research on that for me because I want you to get the money that they're happy to pay, but I also don't want you doing this for like years and years and years to come. Is yeah. that fair enough? Yeah, it's fair. We, we're pretty, sh- we're not, I was pretty sure. We're, they'll be paid off within the next like three years. And it's like another month, but um, with me in my life. And that's with you just keeping this payment as it is. You don't yeah, have to do anything the same, else. And they, they pay based off of the initial principal. So like my loan was a $10,000 uh, $10, loan. So they paid a certain percentage of that initial principal. And they keep paying based off the principal, whether the principal, because now it's at like 5000 but mm-hmm. they still pay that. I mean, it's like, like last payment was like sixteen. I still no, okay. I still stand by what I said, and I'd still look and see is there any way I can make this thing go faster because I don't want to pay payments for three three more years. So yeah. just check into it; it'll make me sleep better at night. Um, okay. And then, are you so that would put you to baby step three? Are you currently investing fifteen percent? I just want to make sure you're yeah. doing these baby steps, and then the next thing is putting aside for that house. So go through, okay. check, and make sure those things are clicking for you if they are you're doing excellent i'm just poking holes in this because you're already doing so well i want to make sure that you're just like you're already running fast i just want to make sure that you're win the race is basically what it boils down to i like it good job coach jay thank you for the call preston hey don't move we're gonna take a quick break coming back with more of your calls this is the ramsey show this show is sponsored by better help Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney, and one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. 
It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw is my partner in crime today. 888-825-5225. Talking to you about your money. Jade's here, our, our resident money guru. And I'm going to talk with you about your work as it relates to your income. Maybe you're not so happy where you are and you're going, can I make a transition while I'm in the baby steps? The answer is yes. We can walk you through how to do that. Remember, Dave has said for decades, your income is your greatest wealth building tool, and I want to help you with your income. I think you can make more money and experience more meaning, and so that's very relevant. I'm here to help out on those work questions. So let's get right back to the phones. Uh, going back to my old stomping grounds here in the hot Atlanta area, Woo! Ricky is on the line. Ricky, how can we help? Hey, how's it going, guys? Um, I am in baby step two, and my question is, how should I best set myself up for uh, filling my boss's old position? Ooh, I love this question. <laughs> Ken, that's right up your alley. I love this. We're talking promotion here. We're talking more pay, right, Ricky? Correct. All correct. right. Tell me what we know right now. Where do we stand? Is the position officially open? Is the boss yeah. saying, "I okay, tell me what more? Yeah, so it's, it's officially open. Um, his last day is tomorrow. Um, I've already talked with my boss's boss and told him, you know, I want to apply and he welcomed that. Um, but kind of let me know that he's looking for someone who has a lot of uh, leadership capacity or experience in managing a team or on the other end, the the job is facilities management. Um, so just experience and knowledge in that field, you know, managing a budget, uh, those kind of things. So, um, those are the kind of two things that I think is going to play against me because I don't necessarily have that experience. Yeah. And, I'm and it sounds younger. to me like the boss set you up. The boss's boss set you up. And, I, and, I, and I, I, I'm going to give the real real always. That was a mm-hmm. bit of a stiff arm. Well, mm-hmm. sure, I welcome that, but I'm looking for – and uh, so it's kind of a way of going, I don't see you as, a, as maybe the top candidate, but I love your question anyway, Ricky. I love your yeah. spunk because you felt the stiff arm and you still called me and said, how do I change that perception? So this is what I'm going to yeah. lean into, yeah. okay? All right, okay. what experience do you have? In those two areas where you don't have a lot, do you have some? Yeah. Okay, yeah, talk I think to I me. Have, I think I have more leadership experience than he realizes. Like, I've had two direct reports for about a year and a half um, as, as far as, like, leading a team. But yeah. um, as far as, like, my college basketball experience. Mm-hmm. And you play college basketball? Uh, yeah, small small. It don't matter. It don't matter. You're (laughs) talking to a guy who would have probably chewed my right leg off to play D3 or NAIA. Of course, that would have been problematic once I made the team if I only had one leg. But you get my point. I really, really, really think that that is a huge, huge thing for you to talk about leadership in the college Mm -hmm. basketball setting. I would talk about what you love most about leading those two direct reports. Mm -hmm. See, here's, here's what I don't want you. I don't want you to go in and go, look, I've done this and I've done that. That's great. Mm-hmm. I yeah. want him to see you light up when you talked about being a captain or a leader in the program. I would mm. tell a story. Um, 
what was the leadership role? How would you describe your leadership role on the basketball team? Yeah, I mean, being a point guard, floor general, uh, leading the team in, um, you know, multiple Love different it. ways. Here's what yeah. I want you to do. Instead of talking about what you did, I want you to talk about how you led, which is I was a point guard, and then I want you to talk about what you loved most about the pressure of leading. Yeah. That's a narrative. Now, same yeah. thing with the two direct reports. I've had these two people report to me uh, for the last year or whatever it is, and I really, really enjoy this. I'm really challenged by this. Mm-hmm. Do you see how we're going to create? Because it, it, it's one thing to go, I've led, and I think I can do a good mm-hmm. job. And it's another thing for him to see your heart and to see your face light up when you talk about leading as a servant or mm-hmm. however you want to describe your leadership style. I, yeah. That would be the only advice I'm going to give you because I think you're quite capable as a guy who is a point guard. You know how to distribute the rock, baby. That's what a good point guard does. We get into the set. We're looking at the play. When I yeah. got to ad lib, I'm going to ad lib, but I am the right. captain on the floor. I would grab that narrative and just say, listen, what's his name, by the way? Uh, who? My boss the boss's boss? boss. Make, uh, make up uh, a name. Make up a name, Bob. Okay, Bob. Bob, listen to me. Thank you for even encouraging me. I know you're probably looking for somebody with this experience and this mm-hmm. and this experience here, and I get that. Mm-hmm. But but listen, because you've given me the opportunity, I want you to hear my heart. Mm-hmm. Here's why I want this gig and why I believe Good. with your leadership I can fill the gap. That's the narrative. Yeah. And, and if on I'm the Bob, logistics, I would just say the same deal. Tell them what experience you have on the logistics side, but really yeah, it's about the people yeah. on the team. They know what they're supposed to do. Your job is to help them do their job. Go and ahead, if Jay. I'm Bob, I wanna I'm I'm happy to hear you talk about all that stuff. I also want to know how it transfers. I wanna if I'm Bob, I wanna hear you say, I understand certain things about this job and here's how that skill transfers into that. Here's how I see it helping. Yep. That's part of yeah. what I wanna see. And at the very least, coming out of this, Ken, and you can tell me if I'm off track. This is this is your field. I'd also be asking questions about kind of knowing going in that he was given the stiff arm. Mm-hmm. I'd also want to know what the track is. And some of my questions would be like, what? how do I attain it? Like, how do I get there? Um, what yeah. do you have in mind yeah. for me reaching mm-hmm. this next level? That's right. That kind of thing. Yeah. Either way. I yeah. love that advice. <laughs> you know what? That That's at the end, though. That's at the That's end. That's at the yeah. end. And then you go, listen, yeah. thank you for the opportunity to share my heart. Now, if for this sure. doesn't work out, here's what mm-hmm. I'd love. What can I do? How can I do it mm-hmm. to get an opportunity next time? I love that advice from Jade. I think that's great. I for think that's sure. great. That's, that's good. And I've like even thought about or had some mentors suggest looking into some you know, commercial HVAC education, mm-hmm. you know, certification courses, yeah. things yeah. like that. But no, that's really good. I appreciate hey, listen, Ricky, last piece. advice. Yeah. Yeah. Last piece on this. And this is all mindset mm-hmm. stuff. All right. This is my favorite. I, I love to coach. My favorite thing is on the mindset here is you have nothing to lose. If I was mm-hmm. talking to my teenagers That's right now, I'd say, look, yeah. there is zero risk. Um, yeah. I feel like I've given you a nice little framework. You choose to use what you want, but you go in with confidence. Take your mm-hmm. shot. Mm-hmm. You're a point yeah. guard, baby. Five, four, three, two. Take the shot and get yourself in the best position for the shot and then be okay if you miss the shot. Michael That's Jordan good. famously, uh, I got Jordans on today. Me too. You and I both. What you got? I just got the old school. There we go. Old school sneaks there. Uh, here's the deal. 
Jordan said once, and I'm paraphrasing, I'm known for making the last second shots, mm-hmm. those clutch shots. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, I've missed thousands more, I'm paraphrasing, than I've ever made in that clutch That's moment. Right. That's right. And the thing is, Michael Jordan, for all of his greatness, and by the way, for all the people out there, yes, he's the greatest. Come it's on, not Ken. LeBron. Come it on, ain't, Ken. It ain't LeBron. Take your LeBron stuff and just... I'll, I'll raise Shove you a it. Michael Air Jordan, okay? I, nothing against LeBron. Doesn't, no, I got I got it against LeBron. But, well, see, I don't. People think because I say Air Jordan that I'm against LeBron. It's not true. He's just not the greatest. The goat is Michael. Okay. Anyway, the That's point is, saying. Michael. We're on the same team. Is all I'm saying. I know too. Michael was the goat because he was willing to keep taking the shot, mm-hmm. and also because he won the most. But fact, more rings. Yes, that's right. Um, it makes me, can I just go into something that... I'm already seeing this, you go there and I'm out of the way. Look, there's an episode of Family Matters <laughs> where Harriet goes to apply for the job that she knows just, she's not qualified for. I love it. And they're like trying to give her the stiff arm. Uh-huh. And she's like, they're like, you're not qualified. And she goes into this whole rant about how raising a family gives her the so- like the transferable skills to actually do the job. She's I like, agree with I that. manage the budget. I'm the drive. Like she goes into this whole thing. And at the end of the day, she gets the job, Ken. Because she's the CEO of the house. That's right. He better shoot his shot. You I never like know what it might that. be. The right. winning shot. This is where you come to get incredible life advice and a strong opinion on the greatest basketball player to ever live. Michael Jordan. This is the Ramsey Show. Guys, it's no secret that the real estate market is weird right now. So go with a mortgage company you can trust to have your back. Churchill Mortgage. Churchill is Ramsey trusted because they're stable, reliable, and focused on you. At a time when a lot of companies are being bought out or going out of business, count on Churchill Mortgage to stick around. They've been doing things the right way for over 30 years, and they'll keep doing them the right way for 30 more. Get started at churchillmortgage.com. This is a paid advertisement. NMLS ID 1591. NMLS Equal housing lender. 1749 Mallory Lane, Suite 100. Brentwood, Tennessee 37027. Welcome back to the Ramsey Show, where we help you win with your money, win in your work, and win in your relationships. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw is my co-host, cohort, and we are here for you. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. Of course, Jay's going to take care of those money questions, but hey, I'm in the seat today, which means we can talk about your work, and your work is tied to your money. You want to make more money, you want to launch a side hustle, maybe 2024 is where we increase the income with the side gig, uh, or we get the raise because we finally say it's time to move. So we're going to talk about it. It's the year for all of that. It is. It's all of it and above. So here we go. Sacramento, California is where we go next, and Daniel joins us there. Daniel, how can we help? Hi, Ken and Jade. I'm glad to be here. Well, we're glad you're here. What is happening? Well, um, my parents are in their late 70s, early 80s, mm-hmm. and um, they're um, thinking that they want to put my sister and I on their bank account. And in case something happens that we can access funds and just in general, um, my dad has a debilitating disease. Um, and so my mom feels like she's kind of the only one. And if something happens to her, she wants, you know, uh, gives her a sense of security, I think. And so I just want to think if you think that's a bad idea for, for us to, to be on, on my parents' accounts, uh, bank accounts. 
I don't think it's a bad idea. You're probably, are you the power of attorney for your dad? No power of attorney. Uh, my mom makes all the decisions. You know, he's still, you know, in good shape and, and motoring along, but it's a, it's a degenerative disease. It won't get better. It'll only get worse. And so, um, but there's no power of attorney right now or anything. They just, like, for the first time we did it last week, we just were, you know, brought our IDs to the bank. They added us on the account, and that was it. So, um, I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea. The only question mark I have is she's worried that something would happen and you guys would need access to the money, but not her? Like, I, I guess well, I'm trying I to figure out what's the scenario that she's concerned about. Yeah, the scenario that she's concerned about is that if something happens to her, my dad can't really make good decisions. Um, so that's, I think, her primary that concern. Makes sense. So that does what, make sense. What would happen? And so, yeah. Yeah, you know, I I'm not mad about that. Um, yeah, I'd say go for it. It's I don't have any red flags on it I as long either. as it's just the you. bank account. I mean, yeah. it's not like you're being added to debt accounts and things yeah. like that. Um, I'd absolutely do it unless you, I was wondering if you had any red flags. I mean, this makes a lot of sense. I think there's a lot of wisdom here given mm-hmm. their health and their age. Yeah. Do they both okay. have wills? Uh, yeah. Okay. They have great. a, I believe, I know they have a trust. Um, okay, great. Great. And the yeah. thing I like about yeah. this too, Daniel, they came to you on this. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're not nosing into this. There's no tension here. It just feels right. Am yeah. I am I correct? Do you have any misgivings about it? Is that why? In other words, why did you call with that question? Which way were you leaning? Well, when when I asked her why we were doing it, she said, "Well, all my friends have done it, and so it seems to be like the thing to do." And I and I, you know, I, I want to support them 100. percent It's just that 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 didn't seem like a great reason to me. I I wanted it to more to yes. just kind of think through if it makes sense or not, and. You know, yeah, that was basically it. Well, there's not really, um, unless unless you're not trustworthy, there's not too much of it. There, there's no downside that I can find. And if I really put myself in your shoes, um, if my parents were getting up in age, I and if especially if there was any you know degenerative um, disease at play, I certainly would want access to that stuff sooner than later. So you know, just in case. So really putting myself in your shoes, I would do the exact same thing. Um, I don't know that my parents, there's four of us kids. I don't know that they would give all four of us access to their account. Not that we're not all trustworthy, but it's just not necessary. One person kind of heading up the thing makes sense. Um, And in your mom's case, I could totally understand that being something that she's concerned about. I don't know about the thing of, you know, oh, all my friends are doing it. That might be her reason, um, her reason. But my reason would just be, hey, it is important that someone um, who can really think through things cognitively has access to this money in case something were to happen to her and money was needed. That just makes sense to me. So I'm good with it. Yeah, thanks for the call, Daniel. Let's go now to Knoxville, Tennessee. Christian is there. Christian, how can we help? Hey, how y'all doing? Good. How are you, sir? Yeah, good. So make this short and brief. Um, I'm 25. I got probably about 30, 30 plus thousand in debt. Um, I'm a tower hand. I make make roughly on an eight-hour day $200 a day, but... I got a car loan that I haven't, you know, that I got to pay for. I got medical debt that's in collection um, here recently. Um, I just had the state of Mississippi come after me for child support. Um, so they're going to be coming after me pretty quick for that. Um, I'm, I'm gone. I work Monday through Friday. I'm home on the weekends. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out some way to 
basically get more financial freedom and get out of debt and have a have a, a better lifestyle, I reckon. Okay. Um so let's start first things first. Uh so you're making what, about five thousand bucks a month? Uh forty five hundred, four thousand? I'd say I'd say more closer to like thirty six on a good month. Okay. Is that after taxes? Yeah. Okay. Um, and you said you've got around thirty thousand of debt. Do you know the exact number? Um, no, ma'am. Okay, that's thing one. The first thing here is to, in order to get organized to understand what the problem is, we've got to see it for what it is. So when you get off the mm-hmm. phone today, I want you to go check all the, you know, log into all those accounts and see exactly what the debt is. If you could mm-hmm. um, sparse it out, what type of debt is it? You may not know the exact amounts, but can you tell me what type of debt it is? Uh, more like personal loans and stuff like that for the vehicle, auto loan, you know, and, and I just know when I look at it on my, uh, like some of my credit apps and stuff like that, they just say they're in collections and stuff, you know. So is everything in collections? I believe so. Okay. So right now it's just kind of, it's like you've been going along, all this stuff is happening and you're just kind of like letting it take place. The fact that we're not really sure what the debt is. We're not really sure how much the amount is. Do you kind of see this theme playing out here? Mm-hmm. Well, I got I got some of my uh, some of my debt, mainly the auto loan and a couple of the uh, couple of the health uh, like hospital loans or hospital collections. I got them in a, a debt relief program. I pay like three hundred and eighty dollars a month for okay. them to basically keep it in a, a savings account. And they negotiate prices with them. And hey, Christian, Christian, listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot you straight. We're gonna get you some help. Yeah, he he needs one of our coaches. But let me tell you what I think you need to hear. Your hands have not been on the wheel. Mm -hmm. You you are just I don't even know. I don't think it's Jesus take the wheel, but somebody is taking the wheel, and it ain't you. And listen, nothing nothing against you at all. I'm trying to be a wake up call to you. You've got. You got mm-hmm. children you're supposed to be supporting, and you're not. And the state's coming after you, and everything's just been kind of like I'm letting life happen to me. And I think you need to start happening to life. So one of the things that you need to start to do, as as Jade said, is get aware of what's going on. And I want to give you a free session with one of our financial coaches. But you have got to do what they tell you to do. The second thing is you better start making some more money. You you need to be oh, yeah. working crazy hours with the skill set you have, because that will help you do what Jade's coaching you. you got to get some more income and start putting it to work. Mm-hmm. Well, see, I also, the uh, question is, is I pay I pay a lot in rent. And, you know, um, I live by myself. I have a service dog. But I live by myself, and I live in a three-bedroom, single-wide trailer, and I pay $1,200 to live by myself. Change that. You know. Go live with yeah. somebody else. Yeah. Well, see, with with the with the the state of Mississippi wanting child support, and I figured later on there might come a a a child uh, a child custody case. I I'd also need somewhere to call my own with a room for my for my child. Well, we cross that bridge when we get there, mm-hmm. or go get your two bedroom. You getting all this in, you getting this mess cleaned up. It's what's going to ultimately even yeah. give you a dog in that hunt. But right now, Great you don't have point. a dog in the hunt. You got to get your mess cleaned up, and you've really got to show that this matters to you. Because right now, I hear a guy that's kind of like, if it happens, cool. If it doesn't happen, no big deal. Like there's, 
you got to go somewhere and find that enthusiasm to really make this happen for yourself. Get out of that debt consolidation thing. That ain't working for you. Hang on the line. We're going to get you a session on us with one of our financial coaches. Great hour, Jade Warshaw. Thanks to James Childs and the crew. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win in your money life, your work life, and your relationship life. The phone number is 888-825-5225. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. She's our money guru. I'll be helping you on work-related questions because that plays into your money big time. 888-825-5225. Let's go to Tiffany, who joins us in Cleveland, Ohio. Tiffany, how can we help? Hi. uh, Thank you for taking my call. Um, I... So basically, I'm an esthetician, um, so I have my own spa room. Um, I've been here for two and a half years, um, and my business is doing great, especially cool. starting off during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I have lupus, so this isn't really the greatest job for me, but this is what I love to do, and that's the one thing that I'm actually good at. Okay. Um, so it, when I work myself too hard, you know, it flares up. I have a hard time. Um, my husband and I have been married for eight years, um, and together four before that, mm-hmm. he is a juvenile probation officer with a bachelor's degree. Okay. Um, I guess my main thing is, is that's the job that he's been in for 13 years now. Okay. Um, we're seeing a counselor, we're kind of working on things, but I'm finding myself getting frustrated, uh, with the fact that he you know, kind of refuses to go and find a better job that would pay better. What's he make? Um, he only, he makes 2000 every two weeks. Okay. So 4,000 a month um, after taxes. Yes. After taxes. Okay. Yeah. So I bring in more than that. Um, what do you bring I'm, in? I'm, so on average, like 3,000, 3,500 or so a month. Um, I thought you said you know, he did 4,000. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry. Two. I'm sorry. Two thousand four hundred and sixty-four. That's him. Two thousand four hundred and sixty-four. A month. Yes. That, okay. I th- yes. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> what is his job um, again? He's a juvenile probation officer. So, so he's he making has a bachelor's degree. Okay. And is he salary or hourly? He's salary. What's his salary? What is it? Forty. 40. 40, 45, something in that range? 40. It's got to be like 40. Okay. Yes. So then after taxes and insurance and all that good stuff. So this is not about numbers. This entire Mm -hmm. call is not about numbers. This is about you feeling like he should be, uh, or excuse me, he could be and he should be making more money. Could be doing more, yes. Yeah, and that's creating a lot of tension. Yes. And am I being unreasonable? I don't have a degree. You know, I, I don't... No, but so, the way you're going about it yes. might be. So what is the narrative? When you sit down with him, to the best of your recollection, how are you talking to him about this? Um, I've tried it a couple different ways. I've tried saying, hey, you know, I can help you with your resume. Mm. You know, let's let's try and see. Or I've tried to say, hey, you know, like this is the great time to apply to jobs. They're hiring everywhere. I got to throw, so fl- throw a flag on the play. As long as we yeah. get back to what he said, I got to get that part. What's your flag? My flag on the play is everything is you towards him. Yes. 
And I think that this is just me. Again, all I can tell you is how I would do it. I feel like, and I know the lupus plays into it, but I feel like when you're talking about our money and our finances, everything's got to be a we conversation. Everything's got to be, okay, we need to earn more. What does that look like for us to earn more? And I think that's just approach wise, because and can you complain to this, but there's something about, and this is, this is a little bit old school, but there's something about when you come to somebody, it feels, it almost feels like an attack. Well, there's no sure. questions. Yeah. So we and have to, even if you don't want it to be, and I, and, and come for me in the comments, but even when it's like a lady coming at a guy about what you're yeah. making, you have the right to question it and you have the right to want it to be different, but it's almost like there's got to be some tactfulness getting in there because it's almost like he's probably like the ego part is feeling it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And yeah. he becomes defensive. He gets right, defensive so, first and you can't yeah. get anywhere. Okay. Yeah. So here's what we have to focus on. You can't, you're giving him the, what he should be doing and you need to be focusing on what is keeping him from doing anything else there. That's sure. what's holding yeah. him back. So what is his language? What are the words? What are the things that he's saying back to you? Um, well, you know, he's saying, well, I applied for that higher up job before and they told me that they needed to see more from me. I went to college, but it was really easy. He, I don't think he has a very good self-esteem. He doesn't. So that's, All no, right, so, no, he doesn't. So what, what I'm trying to help you understand is as a spouse, and Jade's right, but we've got to, you've got to understand what he's dealing with. He's not lazy. He's lost. Yeah. And it presents as lazy. And I'm not saying you called him that. But this guy is, he's afraid to stick his hand back up because it's been slapped before. And he's got bad self-esteem issues, which, by the way, go deeper than just what we're talking about. So there's a couple things. And I'm not saying you got to walk around building him up and saying all these compliments. But to the extent that you can as his spouse, supporting him in the area of what is holding him back. Mm -hmm. So you're no longer idea person. And by the way, I'm not saying your heart's in the wrong place. It's not. But ideas aren't the fix. You know what the fix is for him? Him having a vision for his future that he actually believes that he can get. And so I don't don't think he has one. No, he doesn't. But he can't. He can't have an idea about the future when he's clouded about the present. Mm-hmm. He doesn't right. believe in himself. He doesn't think he can do much more. Maybe he thinks he missed the boat. Maybe he thinks he's failed too many times. There's something going on. And so in the moment, it's like driving a car and you hit a patch of fog. And he's hit a patch of fog. And the only thing you do when you hit fog is slow down, pull over, and wait for the fog to clear. So the only thing you can do is is speak love into him, belief into him. I believe in you so much. I hate that it happened to you. Hey, let's have a dream night where we dream together. And instead about dreaming about his job or dreaming about the career path that he needs to be on, why don't you get him talking about the life that he longs for with you? And when we can get his head into that, then you go, okay, what what must be true? Like, what what what, what do we need to do collectively yeah, Ken, together? Because that's the big one. That's the big one for me on this. And I'm not I'm not coming for Ooh. you at all, um, Tiffany. <laughs> what I... I, I I'm just telling you what I heard, okay? And sometimes it's good to have an impartial person because they can tell you what you heard and say it back. When you initially started the call, because I want to make sure the talk in the house feels right. When you initially Mm -hmm. started the call, it made it kind of seem like I've got my anesthetician thing. I've got my own room. I'm making $3,500 a month. 
it kind of made sure. it sound like, hey, I got this going on, but then, and it, this is the one thing I know how to do, and this is what I do. But then when you kind of started talking about him, it was kind of like, and he needs to do this, and he needs to do that. He probably right. thinks what he's doing is the one thing he knows how yeah. to do. So I feel yeah. like there's definitely needs to be a little bit more balance in how we talk. And when you finally have this conversation, it's what both of us are doing to improve. Because even though you're doing well, there is something that you can do to improve too. And that's how you keep it balanced skills and not just you pointing a finger at him. Real quick, when a person is clear, Tiffany, they can be confident. So I'm gonna give you two tools. I wanna give him the get clear assessment. Will you please gift it to him and say, hey, I think this will help you see more about who you are and where you want to go and giving the book from paycheck to purpose and then just love him and support him. This is the Ramsey show. I saw some recent financial statistics and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend, and their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by Jade Warshaw, and we are here for you, 888-825-5225, taking your money calls and your work-related calls today, 888-825-5225. Our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Fall is a great time of year, but nothing can get you down faster than plumbing problems. Neighborly brand, Mr. Rooter can handle plumbing emergencies as well as repairs and drain cleaning. Visit neighborly.com slash Ramsey to find a Mr. Rooter near you. Awesome. Today's question comes from Madison in California. She says, I work in L.A. as a self-employed fitness model. Okay. I have worked for the same company on 1099 for seven years. No contract involved. They just keep, keep booking me. The company is looking to hire a full-time model, which would kick my position out. Ooh. Would you recommend I start looking for other clients at a higher rate to diversify my clientele or work as many hours at my current company to make the most money possible and pay down my debt? Both. Next question. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is... Uh the situation here is that I'm going to do both. I'm starting to look, no question. Mm -hmm. You want to have your head on a swivel looking for many opportunities. And, and by the way, she should be doing that as a self-employed 1099 anyway. 100%. It's like you are living and breathing off of it. You and Sam understand that. I mean, that's essentially your world. You guys were running a company. You were the musicians, plus you were booking. That's right. And so you're always looking for that next client that, uh, and again, what's your max? You know, how many how many gigs can you do? But I would absolutely be looking and and getting new gigs, but I would stay with them until the last possible day when they go, Hey, we, we hired the newer, younger model. That's true. Um I took some liberty with that one. I don't know if that's what they're actually doing. Well, I mean, as an artist, you do have to diversify. Like that's the name of the game. There should 
you should very rarely ever sign anything exclusive. So it sounds like there's no reason that you can't start looking for your, you know, diversifying your clientele and building up your thing. Um, Yeah, I mean, doing all that, you're paying down your debt. I don't see why there's a downside to that. No, not at all. And I just got a good idea. In fact, no, it's not a good idea. It's a bad idea, but I'm going to share it with you. Okay. I wonder what the market is for the, uh, the dad bod fitness model. There's a market for everybody. Cause I, you know, I'm I'm not in great shape, but I'm not in bad shape. Maybe I could do some of that. Just Look like at here's most the, of the regular commercials guy. on TV. They're like regular if, guys. Like there's got to be a spot for me to sell like pickleball equipment to middle aged guys. Yeah, yeah. You got the one pack, <laughs> not not oh, a six pack. That's hysterical. Just got a pack. I mean, like, like I mean, you know, I'll tell you one thing. You're not going to do is ever see me modeling this kind of shirt. I see it on camera now, and I go, I can't pull that off. I feel like you're modeling it now. Like you're eh, just wearing it. I think it, nobody thinks that I would ever wear this shirt in the woods with an axe. No, you're like that, you're see, like you, Hallmark. Your you're Hallmark response, movie. It, yeah, that's a stretch. <laughs> All right, Milwaukee, Wisconsin is where Tanner awaits. Tanner, how can we help? Hey, uh, I am looking for, I guess, advice on how to utilize my wife and I's savings uh, to attack some debt we still have while expecting our first child in April. Great. Lay cool. it out. Lay out the debt for Jade. Um, we have 47000 in student loans still uh, mm-hmm. and a $15,000 auto loan. Okay, cool. How much do you have saved? Uh, we have 45000 saved right now. Okay, I like that. Um, so you've got this baby coming along. Um, I probably would just honestly push pause on the baby steps until the baby gets here. And knowing that you've got this debt, knowing that you've got this savings, keeping in mind like, okay, once this baby gets here, we're going like ham on this. What I would do is stack up as much money as you possibly can between now and April, magically getting to the number that allows you to pay off your debt. But we're just sitting on it just until the baby gets here because I just want you guys focused on that. And then when the baby gets here, everything's all good. You've paid your deductible. You've paid for the baby to get here. Then take that savings Take all the money you've saved up with it and knock out every penny of this debt. Sound okay. good? Yeah. And then you're going to build up your three to six months of expenses after that. Sure. How yeah, much money do you good. think you could save between now and April? Uh, we could probably save, I don't know, it's probably another three to 4000 before then, I'd say. Okay. Yeah. Then I'm doing that. Three to 4000 And your wife... Um, when she has a baby, she does her leave. Does she plan on going back to work or what's the plan for that? Our, I guess our plan right now is that my income would be all we'd kind of be living off of. And she actually is not going to be getting any paid leave. Um, so I'll have to account for that as well. But so with her income out, it'll be like between 45 and 48 um, pre-tax is what we'll kind of have to be working with. Interesting. And can you... Can your, I'm a little worried about that because right now with both of you working, there's only three to four months, there's only three to 4,000 that you're putting aside to pay off this debt, right? And that's not going to get, that's not going to help you clear it by the time you have the baby. Then you're taking this pay cut and I'm worried that you won't have margin to continue paying off the debt. So what's the plan to create that margin? Right. Yeah, I guess it would have to be kind of, limiting our expenses a little more than we have. And I guess my thought was potentially paying off the rest of our auto loan to free up some more income 
each month, but I guess I'm not sure if that's a advised or not, but that's something I thought of to just try to free up more of my income uh, for when that would happen, you know, in spring. Well, that's going to get paid for first anyway, right? Because you're listing the debt smallest right. to largest, unless unless the student loans are teeny tiny ones and you're doing those first. Uh, no, they're, they're, the auto loan is going to be smaller than the two student loans combined. Okay, so that's happening regardless, right? When the baby comes, that 15000 right. is gone. And then the rest coming out of your savings and the three and 4000 is paying off, I don't know, another 34000 of student loans, right? Yeah, give or take, yeah. Okay, so you've got fifteen or seventeen left of that. So that's the money that that remainder of debt, that seventeen thousand or so of debt. That's what I want to make sure you guys have the margin to pay down and keep that intensity and go quickly. Sure. Yeah. So when your wife stops that's working, like, what what chunk of money are you losing? What was she making? Uh, forty. Yeah, that's a big. I mean, that's half yeah. your income right there. So right. what would make me feel better is if tonight or whatever night this week works for you guys sit down and really play out these numbers and see okay how is this really honestly not just in our minds because we all have the fantasy of we have a baby and now i don't i no longer work anymore like for a lot of women that's what they want to do and so you really have to look at these numbers and see if they work because it might just be honestly just that tweak of going hey after after your maternity leave even though you don't get a you know, it's not paid or whatever. After your maternity leave, is it possible to go back and work just for a little while till we get this debt cleaned up and then we transition to that lifestyle? Because that's going to save you a lot of months. I would also like to suggest, Tanner, that if you and your wife have this conversation, Jade's right, and we go, okay, what, what's, what's our reality? Mm-hmm. One of the options is for you to step up and go, all right, baby's going to be little, I'm going to be there. It's mama's True more that. important than you are right now, bro. Let me just lay that out for you. Look, okay? come on, Kim. I got three. Uh, they want mama. I know As that's teenagers, right. they still, my wife knows everything about what's going on in this kid's life. I don't know anything. It's not because my head's in sand. They just tell her everything, Jade. And so mama's more important, Tanner. And, and this season specifically, mm-hmm. here's what I'd be thinking. How many hours can I work? Look, can I'm not I mad make at some that. extra money to accomplish the same thing Jade is saying? Mm-hmm. I just think you got to consider: Do I bust it, work some crazy hours, knowing that I'm making life better for little one and mama? That's right. And uh, it's a season. It's a season. I just have yeah. to push that. Yeah. Well, regardless, and and sorry, we we're, we're belaboring this, but regardless, there is something that needs to happen. Whether you decide to work more, she decides to go back to work to pay off this debt. There's still this long-term picture of, okay, you still got to put three to six months. We still, you know, are saving for kids' college. And I'm challenging this 48000 income long-term, not just oh, with a side hustle, because you're not going to want a side hustle until you pay your house off, right? We've got to look at what it's going to look like to get this core income up over the long haul. And is it just you or is it you guys working together for a short term to accomplish that? Yeah, great advice. And uh, congratulations, young man. Exciting. Hey, uh, go ahead and uh, maybe get a little extra naps between now and when the baby comes because you also aren't going to be sleeping whether you're working extra or not. It's just part of the deal. Team no sleep. It's going to be okay. You'll make it. This is The Ramsey Show. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. The phone number for you to jump in is 888-825-5225. If you're new to the program, yes, we talk a lot about money, but a big part of your money life is your work life. It is your greatest 
wealth building tool that is your income and uh, i help folks win in their work life and so we'll take those work-related calls anything you want to talk about on that issue and i promise you jade's got an opinion on that too so you get uh you get plenty of advice on that let's go to mark now in portland oregon mark how can we help hello hello mark you're live what's happening all righty so i have kind of like a weird multifaceted question um i am a um 100 percent disabled veteran but i'm still like total and permanent and i'm still allowed to work though Okay. Um, I, I have pretty much all my GI Bill still, um, and I have minimal student loan debt from uh, getting my degree. And I have my I got my bachelor's in mechanical engineering. Um, but kind of the big kind of crux of what I'm wondering is like I get a one time uh, federal student loan forgiveness uh, from the because of the nature of my disability. Okay. Um, from being in the Navy. Um, so I'm kind of like trying to see, like, is it worth it to just go to grad school and then just uh, max out the student loans and just get them forgiven? It seems kind of sketchy to me <laughs> a little bit. What's, well, hold on um, a second. Hold on. Legal. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Sorry. So what, what would the Sorry. masters, what would the masters be in and why would you get it? Um, it would probably be a master's in mechanical engineering, uh, focused more on like building science, like building science and the built environment. That's kind of what I'm doing now. So would that set and you I up would, for growth financially and pr- through promotions? Yeah. Yeah, it would. Um, so what's I sketchy? Like, Cause he has the GI bill. Fact, because I can, uh, use my GI bill that pays for the entire tuition and I get a housing stipend. Like if I were to be going, staying in Portland, uh, I would be getting twenty three hundred bucks a month tax free while in school. So, and then on top of it, oops, sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I had one more question, but go ahead. And then on top of that, if I were to take out student loans, I could take out up to sixty five thousand a year um, for the two years um, to do that to kind of offset the loss of income that I have now. Uh, and then another kind of weird aspect to this too is like this would be like if I were to do that, that would be more than what I'm making now with the GI Bill and those loans because there's no taxes associated with that. Mm-hmm. But um, and my wife is also in medical school right now too, so just kind of the money is kind of fungible because we're married. But like realistically, a lot of the money would probably end up going towards like reducing her loans. So let me get, <laughs> let, let me, let me make sure I got my head around this. Cause some, yeah. I'll be honest, like with all the military payments and stuff like that, sometimes it get, gets confusing. So you've yep. got a little bit of existing student loan debt. How much is that? Yeah. 10 K 10 K. Will the GI yeah. bill pay for that? Pay that off? No, but I could get it forgiven right okay. now if I wanted to, but and, Okay, so just one thing at just one thing at a time because I want to help you, but I also yeah. want to make sure the people listening understand. Why won't the GI Bill cover that? Because it's he's already done that, but already the, have that debt. The oh, GI I see. Bill would cover you going to grad school, correct? Yes. So my question is, why can't you just use the GI Bill to go to grad school if that's what you want to do, and why mm-hmm. can't you use the other piece that you had the federal student loan forgiveness because of your disability to pay off the ten thousand? What's wrong with that? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking, but to me, and this is where I'm like kind of the moral and ethical dilemma, like I could do all that, 
but then I could also take out more student loans and then those would get forgiven because it's just a one-time deal. Oh, so what you want to do, you want to take out extra student loans knowing that you can get the federal government forgiveness. Yes, yes. And not and use those for education. I, I mean, it would be covering my housing expenses and all that. Like, that's kind of where... I thought I heard you say... It, I, I thought, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I also thought I heard you say that would go towards paying off some of your wife's medical no. uh, loan debt as well. So you, you're talking about I, taking out a student loan to use personally. Well, you can use student loans to cover your housing expenses. But didn't you say the GI Bill already it. gave you a stipend for the housing? That's just for like living expenses and other. Portland's like a more expensive city. But hold um, up. Okay. Hold, hold on, hold on. Hold on, because I, 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 I'm hearing you, but I'm also feeling a little... It, I'm, The fact that we're going back, there is a shady quality to it because yeah. the GI Bill covers what we would call living expenses, right? Like whether that's rent or other things that goes it, along with living. But you're saying yeah. I would take out student loans to continue to do that. My, my problem with that is the GI Bill saying, hey, we have a stipend for that. That's what that money is intended for. The federal yeah. student loan forgiveness, student loans, by definition, should be to pay for education. So it does bother me. And related expenses. Well, no, not necessarily. I mean, related expenses, yes, but are you go, Are you living on campus to go to school? No, no, I have a house and a mortgage. And a job. Point. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, like currently, so if I, I would w- stop working to go to school. Yeah, I feel like that's a little weird. It's not like you're going to school, you're taking out student loans, this is covering room and board and dormitory and that. I mean, by they are student loans, which, by the way, I wouldn't tell somebody to take out student loans anyway, but in this case, they're forgiven. I just, I'm going to... So wait a second. Let me and and my, pardon, pardon us. We're we're not trying to be dense. No, Mark. we're not. It's just the way you no, set this, this up. Is, it's strange. Well, it's yeah. strange because you know it's not right. That's what I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a student. So loan. hold on. So you agree that you just said okay? We finally got it. I didn't mean to lead you there. So my first lawyer moment. It, it, you don't feel this is right. Uh uh-uh. uh and I don't feel like it, it's it, right. It is sketchy. Yeah. Well, then why it's are you sketchy. calling us, asking us if we think you should do something sketchy? Because free money makes you do funny things, Ken. Well, it ain't free. It's because on the taxpayers' it's not back. Illegal, like with my friend. My friend, listen to, to me. About it. First of all, two things. Since you called, now I'm going to tell you what I think. It's sketchy because it's wrong. It's wrong. Yeah. Because you're taking out money. That is that's all taxpayer funded, my friend. I'm paying for that. Yep. Jade's paying for that. I could go around the room. We got some nice people out in the lobby. I don't think they would like to pay for that either. Yeah. They don't feel good about yeah. it. It's I mean, wrong. I'm for that, but too. my crux of I it, know, the crux that, of so it for I. me, the reasoning behind it, because I feel like we do have to point out the reasoning. For me, the reasoning is student loans really should be for education. And I don't think yeah. in your case, I don't think the living expenses are an expense of you getting your education. If you were going to live on campus, yep. if you were staying in a dormitory, if you had to you know, get an apartment in another city to take the classes, then I could see, okay, like maybe. But in your case, because this is, it, this is your situation, I don't see how your personal mortgage has anything to do with you choosing to go to grad school. And so for that reason, I think that's where the ethical barrier is for me. 
Um, mm-hmm. what we're th- agreeing I mean, with you. You said it was sketchy. We think it's sketchy. And and let me just say this: you're a great American. You served our country. Uh, disability because of it. You're a great American. Yep. You're a great American, and you know it's sketchy. Mm. So this is up to you, my friend. I don't think you kind of. I don't think you can rationalize this. Uh, for me, no, or I'm for Jake, but in my you, head, and I haven't been able to. Well, so. then trust your gut. <laughs> Look, if you were like, yeah. if you had said something, I'm just trying to come up with some scenarios. If you were like, hey, when I was in the military, you, I don't know. I'm just trying to come up with a way that maybe this might, like, if you inquired a bunch of other debt because of school, but I just don't see that. Like, this just doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't hit right. You're a good man, a great American. Thank you for your service. Your gut's right. We agree with your gut. Uh, and, and you've got a bright future in front of you. You don't need this. Wife's going to get through medical school. You guys are going to be fine. Don't try to shortcut it. You guys are on the right path. Thanks for the call. This is The Ramsey Show. It's the last call for our two-night virtual event, Dave Ramsey's Investing Essentials. It's set for May 21 and 22, and you do not want to miss this. I'll unpack my personal playbook on investing and real estate and show you how you can feel confident in your investments, too. Tickets are $199. Snag a VIP ticket, and you'll get two sessions with a Ramsey Preferred Coach. You can join from anywhere. Go to RamseySolutions.com events and get your ticket today. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. I'm joined by Jade Warshaw. We're here for you, taking your money calls, your work calls. Today, 888-825-5225. 888-825-5225. Okay, so uh, you said, I'm going to do this. Yeah. We got, I guess we do it in the comment section. This is oh. when we need a we need a poll feature. Is this real? It's real. It's happening. Okay. Okay. This happened. I didn't clear it by James, and you know he'll talk to me. About Look, it this is. After the I show. like this. This is. This right, is hard so, hitting. I like it. Hard hitting. He stuff. likes it. All right. So here it is. I'm going to set it up quickly. I don't want to eat up a lot of time. All right. Let's this. go. That's my little uh, friendly ass. Well, you're eating it up now, Ken. Come on. All right. Here it is. Fair. Fair point. <laughs> I see what you did there. Last call. Okay. Last call. Gentleman served our country. Was in the Navy. Disabled. And has the GI Bill has ten thousand in loans. Uh, the GI Bill won't cover, but then he also has the ability to get as much as sixty five thousand uh, dollars in student loans. And he was thinking, hey, should I just take that out, live off of that mm-hmm. while I'm getting this master's? Blah mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. He wife's said, gonna be, wife's going to be a doctor. All that. Yeah, he said he felt sketchy about it, and we told him it was sketchy because but at Jade, the end of the day, he wasn't using the money for education he was using it for other stuff but during the commercial break you said it does feel sketchy but as my my portion of being a taxpayer because of his service for our country i would be fine with him doing it and i said no 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 i said i'd be willing because the 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 forgiveness is taxpayer dollars sixty five thousand. and i said as a taxpayer i would be willing this the guy this guy served our country to the point of 100 disability i would be willing to give him my portion which is 0.0000000091 of that 65,000. And my question was, if if enough other folks in the chat say, I'd give them my portion too, then that means it's like, hey. All right, so what go, say you? In the comments, have at it. Would you give would your percentage? Would you give them your percent? And I would be, I'm happy to go on record as saying, I am a bleeding heart conservative. Let me define that. Can I, don't make me give you the side I can. That means... That I feel really, really bad for his situation and plight, and I'm so grateful for his service. But, but, Ken, 
I am not going to donate my tax dollars. It's less than to one cent. His, I'm sorry. This is such a silly argument. It's about principle, not actual percentage. Oh, oh can, write that down. Can you sounding, you're sounding stingy. Uh, no, sounding principled, <laughs> and it gets called stingy. Principle works whether it's stingy or generous. So there wait. you go. Comment away. That's all we got. Let the let the people wait. speak. People in the in you're the audience. You're trying to sway the audience. There's a couple of folks in the audience. They're with would me. You, would, Look at this guy. Look at this guy. They're a hundred percent with me. <laughs> wait, it's less than a penny. Stop. It's <laughs> a principle. Thank you, Deanna. Deanna is with me. Oh man, y'all are funny. Look, well, there's no right or wrong answer. She's a whole nother situation. I know that but doesn't even count. What does that mean? I don't know. We need to move on. Is move what on. That means. Y'all put the drop it in the drop it in the in comments because I really want to know. Would you give your hay penny for this man sixty five thousand. That's not the point. You, you reframed it. It's should taxpayer dollars go to him living off of student loans? No, should not. I don't care how much the amount is. I'm let saying, the people speak. If someone wanted to be generous, it all could, right. We'll see. That's all I'm saying. It doesn't mean generous versus stingy. Mm, I'm reframing hearts. All right, Christina is up in Salt Lake City. <laughs> Christina, how can we help? Yeah, well, I'm totally with you on that. You um, who? Anyway. You who? You, you, Ken, you. You <laughs> support Ken. Yeah, I. Thank you very yeah, much. Appreciate your not, vote in um, November, folks. Yeah. Um, so I have um, I have a mortgage. It's at like uh, it was originally two ninety five. It's about two eighty right now. Uh huh. And I have PMI. Okay. Because we really we really needed to move back to where we were. And uh, it was, uh, anyway, um, we also have $30,000 in student loan debt. And when my husband and I went to college, it was 3%. So we we were in the good, good time, right? Yeah. So the question is, should I pay off my mortgage to get rid of the PMI or should I pay off a student loan? And my PMI is about $43 a month. Um, the, the short answer is no, I would not pay off your mortgage first to get off, get rid of PMI. I would walk the baby steps, which is paying off your, all your debt, except your mortgage. So it's almost the complete opposite. Um, and there's good reason for that. Your student, I mean, your student loans are debt and it's costing you money every single month. And there's something to be said for when you get on a plan, walking the plan the best way, the way that the baby steps is constructed is the most efficient way to paying off debt, saving money and building wealth. And it's not just me saying that this plan has been around for over 30 years and millions of people have walked it this way. So the thing about it, um, Christina, is everybody out there goes, my situation is a little bit different. And because my situation is like this, I think it would work better if I did it like this right now the fact of the Mm -hmm. matter is you can get off this phone you're grown you can do whatever you want and i'm not gonna be mad at you we're both gonna sleep good at night but if you're asking my opinion i do think that the best use of your money is to get these student loans off your plate free and clear i think this 20 percent pmi thing it's just like a bad song that won't get out of your head like it's really not it's cool to save money on things but it's really not in your world, it's really not that big of an important thing because once you get this debt paid off, once you get three to six months saved, 
once you start investing 15%, you're going to be on such a great trajectory. And by then, probably the amount of money that you've paid off on your mortgage, I don't know what your payment is. I don't know what your interest rate is, but you might be close to knocking that PMI out anyway. Because once you hit it, you know, it's off. Like once you get to that 20%, it's out. And if you're not there by then, then you will be sooner than later. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, we hit the, uh, the interest rate at like 4.8. And so it's not great, but yeah, we just thought the $500 a year was kind of high. It is. It is, but you're going to be there again. Everybody's got that kind of why I'm the exception to the rule. And my point Mm -hmm. is if you walk through the plan, ultimately you're going to have more money to throw towards this and you're going to have the peace of not having debt having your savings do you have do you have any savings three to six months we have about um like seven thousand in savings exactly so my point my point in this is i think you're trying to do the right things but i think you're trying to do the right things in the wrong order and at the end of the day you still have debt you don't have quite enough savings and you got pmi right so right. let's start right. doing this stuff in order so that we're not kind of, you know, it's almost like I put a little money here, I put a little money there, I put a little money there. And you look up and it's like, yeah, but I still have debt and I still don't have savings. And I, like you're not accomplishing what at the end of the day we all want, which is that peace with our money. And you get that peace sure. when that debt's paid off, when you've got that the right amount of savings, because for you guys, 7,000 is not enough. And then mm-hmm. at the end of that road, the final thing is we're paying off the mortgage with intentionality. And if you want to go intensely for a while to get rid of that PMI, that's your business. But does that, does that make sense for you? Yeah, no, that's fine. I just, uh, I just wanted to know what you guys thought because we aren't full disclosure. We're not fully following the, the baby steps, but like we have all of our cars are paid off. Our campers paid off. Look, that's awesome. That's awesome. But I do think that, uh, (laughs) I have an analogy in my brain. I don't know that it's appropriate, but Oh, I kind of intrigued now. Well, it's like if I if if I'm married and I got this from my pastor, if oh, I'm married, boy. Oh, boy. I'm 100% committed. And it it it, yeah. it gets real funky when I say, "Hey, I'm committed on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but Sunday, Sunday is when I get into it." Like that doesn't work. He'd be like, "Um, this is not a full commitment. And so we would not be able to have the marriage that we should have because I'm not fully committed. And I think it's the same way with Mm -hmm. this plan when it comes to your money. When you commit to this plan and you go all in on it, you get the full benefit of the plan and it's all that it could be and all that it should be. But when you take Sundays and you're like, on Sundays, that's when I, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. know, use my credit cards. And on Sundays, that's, so it's like, you get some of it, you're paying off the cars, you're doing that, that's great. I would love for you to go fully committed to this plan and see what happens next. Great stuff. You said uh, in that call, it's like a bad song you can't get out of your head. My nomination, you can't touch this. MC Hammer. Great hour, Jade. James, our fearless leader. And you, the people. This is The Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, this is The Ramsey Show. It's where we help you win with your money and with your work and with your relationships. All of those somehow are very interconnected. We want to help you win in all three areas because that means you're winning in your life. 888-825-5225, 888-825-5225. That's the phone number to jump in. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me this hour, and we are here for you. So let's get to it. We're going to, this is always exciting. I always love when they tell us on the screen 
where people are from yes. because it gives you an idea like the world's a really big place. Yeah. And uh, we've got Janae on the line, but I think this is Missoula, uh, Montana. Right. Is that right, Missoula. Janae? Missoula, Montana, yes. Also, a little bit of a, it's a hard S, not a soft S. Missoula. Correct. I got it. Missoula, Montana. It's like a Z. Yes. Yes. How can we help? Um, So I am a relatively new widow, and I had a series of unfortunate events this past year, and I resorted to racking up credit card debt, which I knew was a big no-no. Yeah. But um, I'm living on half of the income that my husband used to bring in, and... Now I'm backpedaling because I can't pay the debt off. And yeah. so I am either contemplating credit card like debt consolidation or just closing the accounts out and just seeing if the car, the credit card companies will work with me. I'm yeah. very limited on the income that I can make. Um, and so I just don't know what the best option to do is. What happened? Um, so my husband um, was ill and had a, a very rare tumor that the NIH was studying, and he um, developed COVID and essentially died from COVID, but uh, he had comorbidities. I'm sorry. So sorry for so, you. So, yeah, I was a stay-at-home mom. Uh, he was the breadwinner for, you know, 21 years of our life. We had four kids. So, wow, I'm sorry. Any life insurance? Yeah. No life insurance, no savings, no 401k. I'm sorry. Oh, um, my gosh. I... I do want to say that we hear we hear this a lot, like something traumatic happens and there is more spending that happens in a lot of cases after that, whether it's just out of emotional spending or whether it's truly like I haven't figured out how to make life tick without this major breadwinner. And in your case, because there was no insurance and because you've got four kids, that does put a wrench on it. How old are the kids? Um, so my oldest is 20, and so he's not really in my – he's in my household, but not directly in my financial household. Okay. My, I have a 17-year-old son, a 12-year-old daughter, and a 10-year-old daughter, and okay. I, I don't have a traditional income. I rely on death benefits, and the reason my, – my two girls have health issues, and so one of them ha- takes a medication that's like $9,000 a month. Wow. So okay. I have to rely on Medicaid. So my income is – very limited as to what I can bring in. What is the to have by, her medicine covered? Yeah, so let's let's dive into that. So, what is the limit in order to get the medication covered via Medicaid? What's the limit on you financially to what you could actually earn? Twenty six thousand a year. Isn't oh. that crazy? Yeah, it's keeping you in poverty. Um, let me ask you yeah. this: the two girls and their health issues is that also keeping you at home? It would not allow you a traditional. Let's say that we could get childcare, we got a great job with great benefits that help with the. Let's just assume all of that. Is that even possible for you to be able to work outside um, of it, a home? It is possible. I do clean homes, so I, I, I have a couple of homes that I clean a couple times a week um, to to get some cash. But um, you're keeping and, and it I do low. Do that. On yes, purpose, yes, yeah, but you're I, but you're I'm capped. It low. I, what I, I am capped. Right. I am like capped out to what I can bring in, and so my kids go to the doctors quite often, and so so I'm multiple times a week. I my schedule kind of has to be flexible, right. but if I could find a job that I could get this all taken care of, I, that I, that would you be would amazing. It. Well, can we I play out some real sure. numbers to see what it would take? Have Absolutely. you have you have you done that? I mean, I don't want to do work you've already done, but what if we I'm, sat? I haven't. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, what if we sat? So one child's medication is nine hundred. Did you say a month? 
9,000. 9,000. Oh, 9, girl. Okay, I, I feel it. I feel it. That's 9,000 a month. And then what do you have a mortgage? I do not. I rent. Can I What's ask? What's your rent? My rent is it's currently 950, but it, it's going to be going up at the first year to 1250. Can I ask a question again about this medicine? Um yes. if you had regular insurance, how, what portion of the 9,000 would the regular insurance cover? So whenever we did some research, because my husband was offered a, a great job offer years ago in the marketplace and stuff like that, we could not find an insurance company that would cover the medicine because it's, it's human growth hormone and she takes a lot of it. Um, and so it's kind of one of those mm. tricky medications that's, I, I don't know the ins and outs of it. I just know whenever we contacted health insurance companies, about three years ago, we could not find one to where the raise that he would be getting would even be beneficial for us. I see. What was he making before he passed? Um, 48000 a year. So how did Medicaid allow that? That's what I'm wondering. So we ha- so my, my son was in our home and he was a minor. And then my husband was in our home. And so they go by how many people are in your home. And now that my son is no longer a minor and my husband is deceased, my, my family went from six people in my home to technically four people in my home. So they, they, t- they deduct about $10,000 um, per person who is no longer considered under your household. I see. Okay, I get it. The math, the math, math. Yeah, okay. This is so maddening to me that, that you get penalized. You get, you get some help and then you get penalized. Um, yeah. Because nine thousand dollars is extraordinary. Uh, I yeah. mean, even if you were making one hundred fifty thousand a year, that's yeah, of course that's, yeah. that's almost all your take home. You know, it just right. eats up so much. Um, and you've got debt. How much credit card debt have you racked up? Just under twenty thousand. I so I had a master moved at the beginning of the year, and that went septic, and that led it was a domino effect, and I was not able to do my normal house cleaning for about five months. Mm-hmm. And so um, I just started, I was like, well, I'll just use the credit cards and I'll just work extra. And then that, it just was too big of a problem for me to, to get my feet back under. And so I have not been using the credit cards um, for months now, but... Um, does, Medicaid cover, does Medicaid cover the entire amount of the medicine? Yes. Medicaid, so my two daughters have both had open heart surgeries, multiple ones. They cover 100% of all of their medical needs, medications, surgeries, even if we have to travel to Seattle for their surgeries. Uh-huh. And they also kind of provide travel assistance. Um, so I, I'm out of pocket for my children's medical needs is zero. I, I, I pay nothing. I would just, I would want to look into other, even if they're outside insurances, anything else that might have the ability to cover this because you living on $26,000 with four, a year with four kids, I don't see how that's sustainable long-term. And I would just want to get as much information as I can. At the very least, can we connect her with Xander and see what the heck could be out there that could help offset this $9,000 a month that you're paying. Hey, yeah. I wish we could have been yeah. way more help to you. I feel like we spent well, more time to. learning than helping. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to get you connected for free to our fi- one of our best financial coaches here in the building, and they're going to walk you through what you can do. Hang on the line. We'll take care of it. 
Hey, folks, the Total Money Makeover 20th Anniversary Edition is now here. I believe the success of this book is all about the hero stories, people who felt overwhelmed and stuck until they found the least complicated money book they ever read and learned how to work the plan and actually build wealth. Go to RamseySolutions.com store to get the Total Money Makeover 20th Anniversary Edition and become one of the new Total Money Makeover heroes. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. Hey, if you're new to the program or you've been listening for quite some time, we would love for you to help us spread the word. If you're enjoying the program, uh, like the videos you're watching on YouTube. Uh, give us a follow on podcasts and then uh, a five-star review and share, share, share uh, whatever platform that you listen or watch on. Uh, we would be so grateful. We want to help as many people as possible. Uh, get out of the system, the matrix, if you will, where they just think they're broke and, and working a sucky job and having an okay or crappy relationship is just, well, that's just life. We want to help as many people as possible, so do help us do that. Let's go to Houston, Texas, where Kristen awaits. Kristen, how can we help? Hey, um, glad to be on. I have a question between maybe sets four and five primarily. Okay. Um, really on how to actually make them both happen at the same time okay is it just baby steps four and five or baby steps four five and six four five and six but i mean we can't afford to pay off our home early yet so we're you know we're working towards um getting up to that 15 percent reach right now we're doing about 11 and a half percent of our income towards retirement we're also putting some for the kids Uh and we're kind of worried that our we're not going to have as much as we want saved up for the kids because we had our kids really young. Right. <laughs> so we have a lot more time before retirement versus when the kids are going to go to college. I mean, our daughter just turned seven and she's going to graduate high school at 17. So we have 10 years left of that, but we still have 35 plus years. So let's, retirement, let's so. work through these percentages a little bit so I can understand yeah. where your money's going. So you're completely debt free except the mortgage. Let's say there's 25% yeah. that's going to your mortgage. Is it that or less or more? Um, I think it's just under, with the mortgage property taxes and insurance, I think it's about 28. Okay, so that's a little higher. That's okay. Yeah. Then let's say you're giving 10%. Yes. Okay, so there's 35%, and let's say 15% is supposed to go to retirement. So we're at 50% of our income, in your case, 53%. What's happening to the other 50% of your income? Because that's assuming you're investing. Keeping house going. Well, you know, groceries and the kids. How many kids? Activities. And we have two kids. Okay, two kids. So four, four, four people in the house. What's the income, combined income for you and your husband? Um, so I just started a part-time job. So my, may, we don't know how much that'll end up being over the year, but my husband makes 115 a year. Okay, what I'm going to propose. a few months ago. What I'm going to propose is that something in your budget, the other 50%, something there is inflated because essentially what you would have if you're not, you know, I think you said you're at 11%. So the other, you know, 54% of your budget is inflated somewhere. So are you on an every dollar budget? Yes, we've been using every dollar. And I do know one area is inflated and it is our property taxes. Because we just bought this house and they didn't purchase the value. And so that should be going down a few hundred dollars a month. Oh, okay. So that's year. good. So that's so, going to help you get from 28 to 25. To. 
Yes. And so in January, how much of this should I dedicate to actually getting 15% to retirement? Or yes. should I, you know, do like 13 and a half and then have a little bit more for the college, the kids college fund? I would do the 15% no matter what, because their time is going to come no matter what, when you have to retire, right? What I would start yes. talking about with the kids, how old are they? We have a almost six-year-old and a seven-year-old. Okay, so you've got a little bit of time there. And it's not to say that you can't put any money aside because again, with Baby Step 5, we're not saying it has to be this specific amount. I mean, if you can get 50 and $100 in there every once in a while, that's something. But I want you to get to this 15% as quickly as possible. And then as things start to change with your uh, property tax or whatever the thing you said that was inflated right now, you're going to start to see a difference. That three to $400 is a big deal, but I really want you going through your budget with a fine tooth comb because there might be some other areas that for you seem normal, but when you really start to peel back and go, okay, like what's, what's a bigger priority for me to do this or for me to make sure I'm getting at least a hundred bucks a month into a 529, right? And then yeah. the thing with the mortgage, you might, you know, right now, again, it's, it's about being intentional. It's, there doesn't have to be a layer of intensity to that whatsoever at this point. So if you had, you know, ideas that you were going to be paying double payments in this season, maybe you're not because of the age of your kids, but there will be a season where, yeah. where you will be able to do that. But I really want you to look at this in term of percentage because this plan works for a reason and it works because of those percentages. So for some, you got to really look and say, okay, what's the 50% going to Is somebody in private school? Is there, um, is there something about your budget that kind of feels like, oh, maybe that's what it is other than that property insurance for three or four, 300 more? Well, so had a three month emergency fund for a long time, but we have been working towards the full six months as well. Oh, so right well, now we're about a four and a half month. So we are still contributing a few hundred dollars every month. There it the is. Emergency fund. And, we, and we have been putting a hundred dollars for between the two kids every month for. Wait a second. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now. You're re- this is it. This is the money. <laughs> this is where your money is. So I guess you're doing the most. I, you're doing all of it. I, like pull back on the emergency fund then and be okay with like the four and a half months. No, I mean, if you guys no, want to do what you think is, you if know, you just, used some of it and you need to replenish it back to six months, go on and replenish it. I want you to get back to 15%, whatever it takes you to get to 15% investing. And if you want to replenish your savings back to six months, and if if you're putting $100 a month in your 529, that's great. The biggest thing with that 529 is projecting out to the future and really understanding what it's, what's actually going to be there when your kids get to college. So you can start having those conversations now. But I, I think you're doing better than you think you are. I think you're just, I think the... The couple hundred that you're putting aside to try to replenish this emergency fund, plus the overage that's going on with the property tax right now. I mean, that could be six hundred dollars. That's a lot of money, right? Yeah. So it just seems like you're kind of in this limbo phase. Once that fire goes out, then you're going to be like, oh, there's the money that that's where it went. Yeah, I, I, I'm hearing a mindset, Kristen, where you're just feeling almost guilty that you're not doing as much as you'd like in yeah. each step. The steps aren't a uh, taskmaster. They are a guide and you move within the steps when you need to. So it feels like you're beating yourself up a little bit and you shouldn't be. You're doing enough. You're fine. If you want to replenish or boost the baby step, I mean, uh, baby step three, then do that. Mm -hmm. And and to Jade's point, we just want you getting on a consistent investing, but don't be, you know, beating yourself up over this. Mm -hmm. You're not doing anything wrong. You're, You're doing right. You're just doing a lot. Does that help? 
definitely. It, it's always nice to have another perspective because, yeah, when you're in it, you kind of see all the flaws mm-hmm. and well, not see, the strengths necessarily. Yeah, see, so. that's it. That's it. I just want your mindset right now to go, we're doing a great job. Bro, you're ahead. We're ahead of just about everybody in America. Have you yes. seen the data? So give yourself a break. Uh-huh. Focus on the priorities not the productivity part of this. Mm-hmm. I think we get hung up on, well, Dave says, uh, Jade says, right, right. baby step four, five, and six at the same time. Wait a second. Life happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, the steps are there for a reason. There's a reason why three's before four. Yeah. In the point of four, five, and six, obviously. That was brilliant what I just said. I just heard how silly that sounded. I, what did you say? There's a reason why three's before four. But the point is the emergency yes, fund thank is you, more Big important. Bird. Yeah. I know. <laughs> but the emergency fund is more important than the 15%. That's right. There's that's a right. reason why we have it there. That's so right. So if you feel comfortable with six months, then that's what you do. Then pick yes. back up. I guess yes. that's the point I'm trying. There's, there's not method a method to the madness. Yeah. Don't get hung up on uh, how well I'm doing in each thing at the mm-hmm. same time. It's what matters most to me within the steps. Yes. So Kristen, deep breath. Mm-hmm. Get off this phone call going, I'm doing great. I'm going to continue to do great. That's right. And I'm going to be fine. Yes. Yeah, and I'll have to have my husband hear that too. That's right. You oh, guys, you know y'all are killing it. More critically than I do. <laughs> okay, so this is great, Kristen. You know this is on YouTube right now, right? Yes. So you could you just go. you could just have him get to this moment and go, look at what Jade said. Look at what Ken said. Look at the guy yes. in that goofy shirt. You got to listen to that guy. Doing you great. Know? And so what's his name? His name is Michael. 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 You're doing fine. Relax. Yes, Michael and Kristen. Take Kristen out for yes. a steak dinner, man. Come I know on. that's right. Y'all been working hard. Come on. You guys are crushing. All right. Don't move. Quick break. We're back with more of your calls. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey guys, are you ready for the secret to help you reach those money goals that you've been dreaming about? It's simple. You got to get on a budget. With our budgeting app, Every Dollar, you'll get intentional with your money and build the habits that will make those dreams a reality. And we'll be with you every step of the way, from your first budget to that retirement home on the beach. Download Every Dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play. Remember, today, download Every Dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play today. Helping you win with your money, your work, and your relationships. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw joins me. The phone number to jump in is 888-825-5225. 888-825-5225. Diana is on the line in Providence, Rhode Island. Diana, how can we help? Hi, I just had a question about a car lease. Okay. Mm-hmm. I am My lease is up in May. I owe approximately 18000 on it. I was wondering if I should go trade it in and buy a car in May or sell the car or sell the car back and go buy and take a hit for 2000 and buy a car for approximately 8000. Hmm. Okay, walk through that again. So one option is to buy it at 18? Correct. And the other option is to come out of pocket for 2 grand and just get out of the lease. Yes. And then you go, do you have some money set aside? Because you said buy a car for eight grand. So that means you've got the eight grand set aside if you do that? I, I don't. I was going to do a home equity line of credit. Ooh, well, now. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, let's, no. L- let's, let's look at this. Um, do the entire advice singing, please, like it's a musical. <laughs> you don't want me to do that, Ken. Um, well, maybe you do, but I'm not going to. <laughs> so well, the first question is, do you have what other debt do you have? I have a 
about $38,000 in credit cards. $38,000. And I own a home and I owe about $230,000. $230,000 on the home. Um, Do you have any money set aside? Do you have any cash that you could get your hands on? Stocks? uh, Some money? Nothing. What's your income? I pull out of my retirement. Well, no, don't pull out of your retirement. $105,000 a year. $105,000 a year. So you've got some money coming in. It's just you. Are you married? Do you have kids? It's, um, I have a kid, 10 years old. Okay. So here's the thing. Um, I'm not opposed to you getting out of this car and taking a hit if I felt like you could take it without going into debt to cover another car because you need a car. It's you and your 10 year old. Um, You've got this 18000 that if you bought, turned around and bought the car, and then you've got the 38000 of debt. Um, Correct. All right, so let me, let me just jump in really quick while you're thinking here. What, how would you come up with the two grand out of pocket? Or in other words, how long would it take you to scrape the two grand together so that when you did turn in the lease, you had it? Probably two, and a half, two months. Okay. How's your credit? How's your, um, how's your credit? That's the problem. I just did a debt consolidation program, mm. and they hadn't paid any of my credit cards for approximately six months, so my credit just dropped. Okay. Yeah, and and you know, in some cases, it's like if you have an eighteen thousand dollar car loan, you know, and you're trying to get out of it, or a car loan in general, we might tell you to get a small loan for the difference, so you can get out of it and get just a cash car, five thousand dollars, something like that. So at least your debt's going from eighteen to five, right? Um, in this case, Correct. that might not be the case because of your credit. Um, Do you drive a lot in that car? Yes. Here's the thing. I, the 18000 car, with your income, the fact that you have an $18,000 car that you would purchase um, or that you'd be you know, trying to get the lease off of doesn't bother me as far as the price of it. But because you've got this other almost 40000 in debt, I kind of hate that for you. How quickly could you pay off? Uh, let me look at this. Your credit cards in the debt snowball, how many How many are there? Is it just one or two, or is it lots of little ones? It's about, there's eight. There's eight. And do they all, one, are they all less expensive than the 18,000 car payment? The, the car, the 18,000? Combined? No, individual. Are they all less expensive? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are they in the debt consolidation program, though? That's what I'm not understanding. Did the... Yes, but I was going to try to get a personal loan and pay him off. Okay. Um, I think I think we're trying to look for an out, but at the end of the day you've just got you just you just got debt and you're just going to have to pay it off because you don't yes, have the money that. to get a less expensive car. Like you don't have the way to get a loan to do that and you don't have the credit to do it. Um That's my question, Jade. So I got a question. Yeah. Okay. For you and Diana. Um if it's going to take you 2 months give or take, to come up with a 2000 to get out of the lease, how long would it take you? I mean, is it fair to say that you could, uh, let's say, six to eight months from now, have about six to eight grand? If you were, if you started working extra hours, you started doing everything you can. Here's where I'm going. That's right, because how much time do you have before you have to make this decision? Uh, it's due in May. Oh, you've got time. Okay, that, okay so here's okay, where I'm going. There you go, Ken. I'm working like a maniac. Yes, and I'm going to save up money. I'm going to get out of the lease. Yes. And I'm going to fork over the two grand. Yeah. Plus, I'm going to have about six grand. And I'm going to get myself a decent car. That's right. And it's not great, go, Diana. It's not great. 
but it'll get you from A to Z while you get out of this situation. Yeah, a crucial piece of information is you've got time. I'm thinking we're deciding today. You've got time. So take get 6000 What As much as you can save up. Yeah, because watch what happens. What's the lease right now? What are you paying every month on that lease? Three seventy-five. So we get a $375 raise in about six months. Hey, let's go. Now the three seventy-five goes into paying off. So you can get out of this with $105,000. And listen, you can find a way, Mama Bear. Yeah. You don't have a baby. You got a 10-year-old. So we figure out some super cheap child care or whatever. You're working like crazy. Let's see if we can make an additional fifty grand. i am going to put that challenge out there. Could you make an additional fifty grand in 2024? And I think the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. And, wow. if you, and if that whole 50 grand, minus taxes, of course, goes toward yeah. getting out of debt, I think you're free quick. Mm-hmm. Well, at the very okay. least, if she has 105 income, they can live on oh, they're 50 f- of it. Uh, that's exactly right. Like, where are you cutting expenses? What are you selling? How much are you working? Mm-hmm. I think you can get out of this, but I would definitely get out of the lease. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. All right. I right. appreciate I'm happy it. With that. You helped greatly i owe you guys you're awesome by the way i love that rhode island accent can i yeah. just say that yeah <laughs> gotta park the car when she started talking about the car yeah i was like on. yeah i wish i talked like that i got this goofy southern thing going on i, I like that rhode island accent that's good. fantastic good stuff. hey uh how about our how about our backyard uh we take calls from from local ashley's calling oh, from nashville what are you're, you talking you're like about? You're, i have no idea what he's talking about <laughs> folks i try to keep her on her toes let's go to ashley who's calling from nashville Hi. Hi, everybody. What's I'm very up? excited. Hi. So, um, quick question. My uh, fiance, um, his company just decided to give a 12% contribution directly to the 401k. So, does he need to contribute the additional 50% or just the three or additional 3% with that? Is it a continuous match or it's just they just did this no. one time thing? No, um, they're going to continue doing it as he's working there. So twelve percent every single year is, is, is not a match. Um, you know, when it comes to baby step four, and for those listening, baby step four is putting fifteen percent of your take, you know, fifteen percent monthly into retirement. Um, the reason for that, and I kind of want to get to the reasoning first, and then it'll inform why my answer is what it is. The reason for that is we want you building the muscle of investing your own money into retirement because he's at this job now but let's just say on down the line he decides to go work someplace else and they don't do that match or they don't do that contribution over the course of the year you want to know that no matter what you've built it into your lifestyle and you've built it into your budget that we just invest and we invest 15 percent, and this is off the gross number and that's just our habit in life so Yes, I long, long all of that to say yes, I still want you investing your 15% and think of any match or additional contribution or anything like that. That's just icing on a on a very delicious cake. You know what I'm saying? Oh, making I mean, me hungry now. That's great that they're matching that much or that they're contributing that much. Um it sounds like even regardless of what you put in. So that's really good. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much, Ashley, for the call. All right. Uh so we got to do these things called commercial breaks. Uh but hang on. Because we have another segment coming your way with some great calls. She's Jade Warshaw. I'm Ken Coleman, and this is The Ramsey Show. After these messages, we'll be right back. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm Ken Coleman. Jade Warshaw is with me. The phone number is 888-825-5225. Our scripture of the day comes from Proverbs 21:31. 
the horse is made ready for the day of battle, but victory belongs to the Lord. And then our quote from the Iron Lady herself, Margaret Thatcher, you may have to fight a battle more than once to win it. Love it. Isn't that true? Yeah. All right, let's go to Irvine, California. Bonnie is awaiting. Bonnie, how can we help? Hey, Ken. Hey, Jade. Um, it's such an honor to be speaking with both of you today. Thanks so much for taking your time to speak with me. Well, you bet. I'm a little nervous, so sorry. You're I doing asked. great. That was quite an <laughs> intro. You're crushing it. What's up? Thank you. I have a question regarding completing a bachelor's degree. Okay. Um, I have an associate's degree, which I earned in 2020, and I've been working full-time in insurance since then. I recently applied to um, a four-year university, and I got accepted and I'm just having gold feet, and I think it's not uh, the right decision for me to go based on uh, my finances. Okay, mm-hmm. let's let's see if there's any evidence to back up your gut. How about that? All right? Absolutely. All right, so you don't think it's a wise decision because of your finances. Paint the financial picture for us. Well, you know, overall, my husband and I are doing really well. Um, we make roughly about 125 before taxes, okay. um, and we... The only debt that we have is 3000 in credit cards, which is just mine. Um, and then we also have um, about 33000 left on a loan um, from his parents that Ian, he provided, they provided a down payment on our home for. So I'm paying them back for that. And then um, roughly about three twenty three left on a mortgage. Okay, so 36000 of consumer debt. And how much is the schooling going to cost if you were to do this? So it would be about... Sixteen thousand um, total. And that'll be going full time for the next two and a half years total. Yeah. And that means you're not working in the insurance job. Um, it would be actually. I. I oh, you could try. I would be. Yeah, I would be working. Um, okay, I'm sorry. Full time, only only thirty five hours a week, trying to tackle both. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the re- yeah, the reason that I'm I'm getting cold feet is because there, you know, there are personal reasons that I want to complete this, but ultimately, I just feel guilty spending $16,000 to complete school when I don't yeah. know if it's necessarily going to get me ahead in life. Well, that was my next um, question. Uh, I love yeah. the I love the personal reasons, not going to question those at all. And because of that, I'm going to say, I think you should do it, but I think you should do it later, not now. Absolutely, yeah. I don't think and, you should feel guilty about considering it. And I don't think this ought to be about guilt. This just ought to be about, you know what? It matters to me to get the degree one day. Uh, but I'm going to do it when I can, and when I can is certainly after we pay off 36000 in consumer debt and then get to the point where I can cash flow or I have saved it up to then be able to do it. And I, th- I think you, uh, the degree's always going to be there, mm-hmm. and I, I think you should put it off. That's what you're thinking and feeling, and I couldn't agree more with your feelings here. Yeah, it's, it's definitely coming from um, wanting to – plan ahead and and set things right for the future like i my husband and i really want to start a family in the next Mm -hmm. couple years but i'm just you know kind of reverse engineering it and going well if i'm going to put all this time and effort into completing school you know i could be spending just the same amount of time getting a part-time job maybe making 20 dollars an hour and I, you know, I was doing the numbers, and I'm like, I could, yeah. you know, I could earn sixteen thousand in one year versus paying right. it over two and a half years. Yeah. I would just, um, I press yeah. pause, not the delete button, yeah. the pause button. Mm-hmm. It's gonna like be that. there. You go with that? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, you're awesome. I think it's simple. Press the pause button. Yeah, you bet. Thank you for the call. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, let's go to Mel in Salt Lake City. Mel, how can we? Help? Hi. 
Hi, how are you, Mel? I'm good. Um, my question is pretty straightforward. Should we sell our current home to pay off the debt that we have and move into my parents' home who are going on a church mission for a couple of years? Or should we keep it and rent it out? We're feeling a little bit tight because we're about negative 1400 every month. Ooh, and that's wow. like earlier this year, we cut out all of the extras. And Why are you negative 1400 every month? Um, that's just like basic needs. I mean, this is like basic necessities. Okay. So you aren't making enough money. Yeah. What's your, what's the income between you and your husband? Like a hundred thousand, about a hundred thousand. He makes about eighty-five. Wait a second. And I make okay. About <laughs> and how much debt do you guys have? Total one hundred eighty thousand. Okay, a hundred thousand so bringing like in. 170, 100, 100, yeah. So what would? Oh, hold on. She was about ready to give us something. One hundred thirty. What? Well, I was going to say the monthly payment for just loans. We have about sixty thousand in student loans. 53000 in car loans and 60000 in credit cards. Okay, um, I'm looking so at this. The monthly payment for all of that is 2687 yeah. Okay, the cars. Yeah. $53,000 in car loans? Yes. We got to get out so of these cars. Have, so, do we? I mean, we owe twenty six and twenty seven on 2016 cars that mm-hmm. are 125,000 miles, one of them. Um, one of the reasons that was one thing we had car problems all year. So we, we just put into that car almost $10,000 this year. We had the, the transmission they, had to be completely rebuilt. So none of, they're not worth anything. Is that what you're telling me? No, no, they're, they're worth. I mean, we could. So if you sold the 26,000 one, what would it, what's it worth on Kelly blue book? <clears throat> um, it's in the low twenties. Okay. Like, like 20, 21, 23. So are you like maybe yeah, 3000 yeah. upside down? Probably. Okay, and then what about the twenty seven thousand one? Um, that's a that one's in good shape. We could we could break even on it. Okay, break even on that. How quickly could you scrape could you guys live on one car for a while? We have five kids. You've got five kids. Uh, okay, that's brings that's something <laughs> right, in the so equation here. Here's a super quick question. I'm 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 gonna get in, get out on this one. If you all sell your house, clear off all this debt and go live rent free with mom and dad or not at their house while they're on this mission. This isn't, it may bail you out, but it's not going to change your life. If you guys don't fix what got you into this mess, you guys are living way, way out of bounds. Yeah. I I think that you guys can make this happen. And I think that whether or not you live in mom's house for a while or not is kind of besides the point. I want you to look at this situation and see where the problem is. The problem is you keep taking on debt You've got student loans. You've got cars you can't afford. So I think you're going to need to feel the pain a little bit on this thing. And I would get rid of one of the cars. I'd take the hit on the 3000 scrape up $3,000 as quickly as you can and get out of that one and scrape up a little bit more money. And one of you is going to be driving a beater for a while. And then I'm going to look at this 100000 income that you're making. And I'm going to look for any way that you guys can add to that income over this period of time because I don't really like the idea of you guys renting out your personal home. I don't know how long your family's going to be on the mission field, but if they should come back sooner, suddenly it's like, Oh, okay. Like we got to take these folks out. Like either sell it or stay, but don't rent it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, That's creating mm -hmm. more problems for you guys. And you know, your house, what's it worth? 
dollars equity, yeah. Two hundred thousand dollar equity. And when did you buy it? Um, about two years ago. Yeah. What I, does your I, husband want to do? He doesn't want to sell the house. I would not sell it. I wouldn't. I would work through this debt. I think you guys can do it, and I think it's going to teach you a really great lesson at the end. And I think there's going to yeah. be some pain involved here, but I think that you guys have the ability to get your income up. A hundred thousand. Uh, on with 180,000 of debt, I think that there's some real moves that you guys can make to even this out. The average person is getting out of debt in two years and under. I think you guys can be done with this in two and uh, three years maximum. If you guys work hard, if you don't, you know, this is up to you guys how quickly you work this thing. What can each of you guys do to bring in some extra money? Um, I mean, I I feel like I'm maxed out, honestly, like with time and homeschooling the kids and. He he does. He also does a bunch of side hustles. He does music work. He does voiceover interpreting. So that's aside from his eight Look, five job. Getting these cars cleared out and you each getting a couple of beaters is going to be the ticket to you guys cleaning this up super duper fast. Okay, so that's thing one on the list. And then we're just going through those baby steps, man. Hey, thank you for the call, Jade Warshaw. Great show. Thanks to everybody in the booth keeping us on the air. Thank you, America. This is the Ramsey Show. Dr. John Deloney here. Mental and emotional health challenges, broken relationships, it's all just part of life, but they don't have to define you. The Dr. John Deloney Show is here to help. It's a caller-driven podcast where you can get practical advice on dealing with anxiety, loneliness, depression, relationship challenges, your kids, and so much more. Listen to questions from our callers, or if you're walking through a tough situation and need some help, give me a call. You were never meant to do life alone, and that's what this podcast is all about. Follow along on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or the Ramsey Network app. Remember, you're worth being well.